You want to find your tribe of raving fans. I'm going to help you do it. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 316 Media, where we help you do better business. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lam, and you're listening to episode 24 of Digging Deep, where we help business owners build better businesses. Uh, and today I get to uh, interview my wife. Uh, and so... This is a really interesting episode. I think uh, a lot of people might find this fascinating. And, you know, one of the reasons I thought this would be a good way to do it was, one, I didn't have a person to interview this week. The person I originally had scheduled had to uh, reschedule for another day. Um, And as a last minute, uh, I decided to ask my wife. Um, But there's some interesting things that can happen with that. So um, right right off with that, um, this is Melanie and... um, we met uh, a, a long time ago, uh, and you would say, what, 10, 10 years or so? Maybe longer than that? Probably longer than that. Yeah, so longer than that. Um, but she was introduced to me when I uh, owned and, and ran an active rehabilitation clinic, and I was uh, treating her at the time. And at the time, I was in a different relationship, uh, and so was she, I think, maybe. But either which way, um, you know, we didn't have any romantic relationship at that point. Um, it wouldn't be uh, until quite a few years later before we would have, um, you know, re- reconnect with one another, and you know that sort of uh, continued on, and you know our relationship flourished. Um, so today, I thought I'd talk about, you know, what it's like um, as a spouse for an entrepreneur, and this would be uh, a little bit scary, a little bit raw, and I don't know what's going to come out of it, but uh, we're going to go um, along with it. Uh, so one of the first questions would be, um, entrepreneurship is something that's familiar in your life. Um, your dad was an entrepreneur. Um, what was that like when you were growing up? My dad is always working. He's working really, really hard. So he leaves home. He left home around six ish in the morning and then didn't come home until close to seven. So almost like 12 hours out. So my mom, we, my dad and mom, four kids, but uh, I'm the youngest uh, in the family. So growing up, seeing my dad super busy at work and kind of drive up, drive us to work really, really hard, like uh, for what we're supposed to do at that age. Um, So yeah, it's tough. I could. I saw my dad uh, when he got a big order, and he had to work overtime, like twenty hours a day, get like a few hours sleep in his factory, and all. And then sometimes he even have to bring some of the stuff home. And so we worked at the family like after dinner, have it all in and do it together. So um, yeah, it's it's. It's tough, but uh, I also enjoy, like my mom once in a while would take us to to, to see dad, uh, or meet dad for lunch at the factory and all, and it's just cool. Hmm. And always love that. And so in your experience as a child, what do you see as some of the challenges that happen with uh, an entrepreneurial spouse? You know, what type of stresses does that bring to, you know, the, the wife or the children from, from purely the standpoint uh, as you observing it as as a child, not necessarily as a spouse currently, but you know when when you were 
young and you see your dad working and you know not home um, you know how does that affect the home environment I'd say my mom has to uh, basically handle everything at home like from of course my my mom is a stay-at-home mom so she has to take care of all our meals take us to school and then our homework and everything and then uh, pretty much anything because my dad works in his office worked in his office for six days a week so we only have one day off every week so we cherish the time that we get to spend with our dad but uh, for the most part we really only rely on mom so for food for everything and and it's just like you you, you can tell that uh, finance is not always stable can you can see that uh, my dad is very very nice enough to give my uh, the home allowance every month to try to stabilize um, any ups and downs but then there are times that you can tell that there are stresses in uh, financially and then uh, it's just dad's not always there to help mom raising the kids but then whenever he has time he love he loves to spend time with us so that was yeah it's just for every single minute that he gets to spend time with us so then fast forward and you know come to the point where you know you're deciding on somebody to marry and knowing what you know you grew up with why did an entrepreneur not turn you off considering you know how hard it would have been and you know how unstable it would be uh, it takes it takes a special someone to love an entrepreneur I think personally um, you know why would you believe like well, why why would you decide to pursue uh that relationship when you know obviously at that time you have you know options and outs um but why would you consider staying with an entrepreneur well i i, I think at the end of the day it's like you're marrying to the person and then that's uh the personality and and everything if that match then that it clicks and of course the love in between and so it's more so I didn't think too much about being the spouse of an uh, entrepreneur who can be uh, financially very unstable. Could say to me, I always grew growing up to be very independent. Like I always think that um, with my education, with my uh, control of my finance and all. I can uh, support myself and a family independently and and it's not I, I think the personality that fits me is the most important I didn't think too much about the other part maybe I should have <laughs> so um, so then let's let's look into the characteristics of an entrepreneur and and specifically myself um, you know as somebody who is very you know focused and and headstrong into their business um, it obviously especially in the early part of of our relationship it, it causes a lot of friction and disconnect um, you know in terms of expectations um, you know the ability to to live up to you know what was expected um, or what was 
thought to be expected in, in a relationship. Uh, and and I, I struggled. Um, I struggled trying to, to be uh, a really good spouse, um, you know, but then also struggling trying to build a business, you know, and, and we had a point where, you know, there was a lot of tension uh, within that relationship. Can you kind of share sort of what that was like for you um, and some of the parts of that journey? I think to me, it's, uh, I, I, I honestly don't think there's a lot of tension. Maybe you do, like, <laughs> more so like, I'm the type that very straightforward and blunt about my opinions. And, and I'm like, oh, you know that I'm very OCD. Like, I, I love the house very neat and tidy and clean. So that part is you're like quite the opposite of the spectrum. So I think that's more causing more friction than you put too much time. I think I really appreciate that even though you are, I know that in your mind it's 100%, almost 100% uh, business. But at the same time, when you, you still try really, really hard to find time for the family, like to spend time with me, to surprise me uh, at work for lunch, and uh, give me a little bit of surprise here and there, bring home some croissants or like flowers and all. And I really appreciate that. And and try to spend time with Val, especially my work has to travel. So you will mark those days off when I'm out of town, then you will make sure that you ha you have you spend time with Val. Now, no, well, during COVID, obviously, it's tough for everybody. But uh, before COVID, Val goes to daycare full time. So, and then you will have to make sure that uh, at her pickup time, you are available. And then during the evening, you are, you you don't have any dates. So I think in in that sense, like you are very careful planning your work around the family, not being too destructive. To the family schedule and I appreciate that and it's 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 tough I, I can see that like like for me I'm at work for that eight hours or whatever I have the projects in my head and then I, I, I work and then I don't have to worry about finances because I get paid uh, every two weeks regardless even though like some days I might have very minimal work and some days I work crazy um, it's just the steady income, you don't, it's easy, it, it relieves the stress. And then uh, the other part is like, I never have to think about, oh, the program doesn't work. Uh, how do I fix it? I don't have to worry about that. I just say, hey, IT, I have this, fix it. But then for you, it's not. For you, it's like, okay, I have this problem for this program. I have to Google search like 10 or 10 million things or ask different experts so that I can fix that problem for my staff and myself to move forward on this project. It's very, very different in nature. And yeah, so to me, I think you're doing a very good job as a husband, as a dad, um, as a business owner, as a, as a boss, honestly, like you care for you care a lot your staff, their mental health, their well-being, uh, and their development. I think one thing that you uh, 
flourish within the company is their own personal development. Doesn't matter their、uh, personal wise or their career wise, and and I think that's very important as a boss. Yeah, personal development for me has been really important,、um, and then of course I kind of pushed it on to the staff in in the sense not that like I want to push them, but more so that I don't want them to be complacent. I want them to move ahead in whatever capacity it is that they want it to grow in.、Um, And and as of late, especially through COVID,、um, self development has been a really big theme in this house.、Um, you know, we both worked on various aspects of our mental and emotional health,、um, and I think that has been a really big change and shift for for both of us.、Mm. Um, maybe share a little bit about you know what that journey started off. It actually started off with Netflix. You know, we we watched a a video or a movie,、mm. and and then it cascaded from there.、Yeah. Um, but maybe you know, share a little bit about what that journey was like, and you know how two ends of the spectrum—somebody who's definitely very health oriented, like yourself, and then somebody who understands the health industry, but maybe doesn't necessarily take as good care of himself <laughs> health-wise because he's so nose into the the、mm. grindstone and really.、Um, Forgets. It's more so neglects. It, I put the priorities in the、mm. in a different place. But、totally. yeah, maybe talk about you know what that journey is like and sort of you know how you are navigating that and how you you are helping me navigate that same journey. Well, one thing I have to say thank you for sure is say whenever I jump on a different wagon, you say, "Okay, I do it with me together," and then. And that's very important, I think, for the health of the family、uh, bonding. Ah,、uh, well, obviously, we first started with、uh, Forks Overnight, and that's we started a vegetarian diet for、uh, six months, and that didn't go very well. And obviously,、um, there are lots of health experts that explain why.、Uh, Some of the Netflix series um, uh, people promote a, a specific diet,、uh, like vegetarian or vegan diet, and and, and like the game changer is very famous, and and that actually changes a lot of people's mind. And then and and I like I like that from that on that we are I'm always interested in health, like that's why like. Always love to know a lot more about、uh, health, your body. Your、um, now move into the mental health、um, area, and I think、um, everything bind、uh, mix it all together to make us to be a better human. And and obviously with a little one at home, you don't want to screw up her life. So that's important. So that actually the most、um, pushing button for me, like like to push me forward, honestly,、um, to make sure that she has.、Uh, I'm putting the good food in her.、Uh, the way that I talk to her is、uh, motivate motivating her, not discouraging her.、Um, I grew up in Hong Kong, so that makes it. Like the the education environment compared to here is so different, and it's、um, and being here longer than I spend my time in Hong Kong, 
definitely pushed me to think, okay, I want to take the best of both worlds to bring up my little one. And then, and, and from a, I'm a big fan of Dr. Mark Hyman that you introduced me to because you bought his audiobook. And then from then on, then I started to follow Peter Atia and then uh, Dave Esprit. So those are like biohackers, you call it, or like the health experts. And that point on, then I'm more, I basically immersing my, myself into all the health, like the most um, innovative health information and research. And I love it. And, and to me, it's like, um, that's how we change to our keto diet for a few months. And then it, because of COVID, we did, we did a little diet, uh, deviate from it. And then we should go back. When, even like tonight's dinner, I, whenever I cook, I, I still cook keto, basically. If, if you can, you can tell. Um, and it's just better for everybody. And then we're slowly starting to add a little bit of supplements to test out what we are lacking in our diet and uh, what works best for us. So, yeah. And I think with that, one thing that I really try to um, foster and I really try to push is that in our relationship, I don't want it to be like, you have to do everything that I want to do and I have to do everything that you want to do. And I really... Um, since the very beginning, it's really tried to let you be your own person and try to push you to expand your own boundaries and your own interests and that I can share in that with you. I think that that's been, you know, really wonderful. And, and, and you know, you've spent so much time in that health phase. And of course, you know, I spent all my time in marketing and business, um, you know, and, and I know that there is interest in the sense that, like, you're interested in, you know, what makes me happy and what makes me really excited maybe not necessarily the nitty-gritty part about what it is I'm doing um, but much the same is you know I celebrate uh, the the joy that you get out of learning and I think that's really healthy for a relationship it's not really making each other codependent mm -hmm. um, but being two individual selves who are fundamentally trying to learn to be happy on their own individual basis um, you know, independent of one another. And by doing that, I think it fosters a healthy relationship for somebody like Belle, you know, mm. our little one. So, um, you know, something I really wanted to kind of dive into, and I mean, it is personal, uh, but I've also already put it out there. Um, there's a t point in time um, throughout our relationship, and, you know, it's been a recurring theme that I have a real difficulty tapping into the emotional part of, of um, you know, my psyche. Uh, part of that is probably a lot of the callousness that I've had to build up, you know, from being uh, rejected and pushed and unsupported mentally uh, throughout that journey. But can you talk to, you know, tell uh, me or share what that was like for you, you know, when you have a person who seemingly just can't kind of wrap their head around it. It just always seems like you're, it feels like I'm disconnected. At least to me, it felt like I was disconnected. And, and you know, what type of emotional strain does that put you under, you know? It is, it's definitely difficult to say when you see someone, a lot of times you kind of withdraw from the friends that you're engaging with and the family that you're engaging with, all, like 
obviously I'm a very family oriented person. I love to spend time with my sisters and my parents and all. And I try really hard to push you to enjoy the family life with your families as well. So is but I respect where you're coming from. Um why and there, there is always a reason why you distance yourself from the other people. It is quite bothering that from time to time that you are not there. It is tough. Like um, there are times that I ask you, "Who are you looking at? You really busy?" Then you will uh, say, "Yeah, this is so important." I get it. Maybe the time that I ask you, it is. It was very important. But there are many. There were many, many incidents that you were just scrolling Facebook or Instagram. The only thing I could do is just say a constant reminder of you that um, don't set your bad habits or examples for the little one because if she sees that we are on the phone all the time, then obviously not good for her growing up. Be present and and also like lately, just like literally the last couple of weeks, I'm so into meditation, practicing meditation and the gratitude and and uh, forgiveness and all that. Um, it helps, I think, uh, in the long run. Like that's how I push you to do meditation as well. Cause it's just so good for brain health and all, and for your uh, mental status. Like, cause it can tap into area that you, your subconscious, basically shut it off. That area that you don't want your emotion to get involved anymore but then it is some places that you should look into and heal it same thing with myself like i have lots of areas that i need to heal internally and i think it's just um like it's a, a support like a family um like like you said we are very independent i am independent and i have my own interest and mindsets on on health on my career and my upbringing of bell and that and you probably noticed like I, I push so hard to like okay I want Bao to go to St. Francis and I want Bao to do this and that and I gave her a lot of flexibility and freedom but then at the same time I set the framework because I want her to be um, growing up to be a good human and we are flawed everybody so and it's okay like i'm giving you time to to be more involved with the family and i think the if i try to just keep push you push your button and say okay give me tell me the truth give me your emotions it won't work i think you just have to give time and then practice and be open and there are so many nights that we could just stay up and then talk about anything like our past pinpoint pain point like those like issues bullied and all that and I think it's beautiful and that's how we build a good relationship and a family bonding yeah I think you know one of the things that 
is really special about our relationship is we're able to talk about all sorts of subjects, whether they're, you know, traumatic um, as we were younger, um, you know, things that are and issues that are bothering us on a day to day basis. Um, and it's it's nice to be able to have that open dialogue and conversation um, and, and in a way that we're not neither judging, but more so there to help support one another through it. One thing I did notice that, um, you know, leading up to Belle being born, um, you know, I struggled with trying to tap into that emotion. Um, and even upwards to, you know, Belle was aged maybe two or three, I still kind of struggled with it. But what I did realize is that, um, you know, spending a copious amount of time with your child um, was was really healing, right? Like, um, in, in a way that I got to relive what it was like to be a kid, to learn things for the very first time, um, to be amazed, to feel things like grass, their first strawberry, and, and to see what pure joy looks like. And I think for me, there was a real big transformation in the last maybe two years, um, you know, as I spent more time where, you know, I think prior to, you know, three years of age, they're very dependent on mom. And so, you know, I didn't really have that ability or connect, um, you know, it was still very foreign. I didn't feel like I was very useful. Um, but, you know, in recent years, as, you know, me and her have sort of been able to communicate and develop a bond, I did find that there was a level of healing that, that exists. Uh, and that, you know, I'm now able to feel more, you know, um, moments of joy, whereas I know before I would struggle with that. So, you know, it's been a, a really interesting journey uh, for me. If you were to share, you know, um, a piece of advice or something that, you know, a way that you, or something that you live by uh, in order to help, you know, improve a relationship with uh, your significant other, given the other person is an entrepreneur um, and the type of, you know, like habits and, and sort of mindset that those people are in, um, you know, what would you recommend to uh, a spouse that might be listening to this podcast um, in terms of how to cope or how to, you know, position themselves so that, you know, there's less overall friction and a more, um, a, a more hospitable and, and loving environment at the home? It's funny because say I will give the same answer as I went through interviews and say what's the best best advice. I'd say open, be open, and open communication. Really, just talk. And you and I are very open about anything, everything, and we can like to a point like I will nudge you and like, mm, what did you spend that money on? And, and that, that's very early on in our relationship that we, I circle around the money issue a lot because say it was your way of spending. It's um, in the past was pretty scary. <laughs> it was like, you are definitely a big spender. So like I kind of keep an eye on that just to make you are, make you go back on the right track, not to go into um, not to be loosey-goosey about oh, money here and money there. And, and you probably noticed in the past probably four years, I haven't been doing that much. Because uh, I noticed that you every time I ask you, what's this purchase about? You can give me a valid judgment, reasons why you need it. 
uh, home-wise or business-wise because I used to do the bookkeeping so obviously I know what what you spend money on um, so be open being being a spouse and be understanding because um, it's so sometimes it's very easy to be distracted as I have my job he has his job why I need to carry so much more around the house and the kids like why I have to cook clean and take care of kids and then watch for uh, drop off and pick up and then watch for her uh, education development and all everything why but at the same time you gotta tell yourself because he is one and the only one he has to do everything around the business it's basically he has the whole company on his shoulder and people live on the money that like the profit of your company generates as well or your staff so to me it's like um there are times that obviously i have the anger went up so high but then you just have to and then and then i i would i i, I think it's side of me like I usually don't explode it right away and I usually take a step down wait till I calm down a little bit and just think and I'm like okay yeah fair enough that's yeah he woke up two hours before me and he had a long day and then he has to deal with all these issues when I do have issues at work I work eight hours a day and the rest of the issues I can direct to my boss or other people and then I can just offline after 5 p.m. So very different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a it's an interesting point that you bring up. I think, you know, as much as I, I've already spent a lot of time, you know, automating and having a business run, uh, there is still a level of, you know, mental work that goes on every day and, you know, where in a company like, you know, the one that you work at, you have different layers, um, you know, above you uh, and, and not necessarily maybe below you. But I mean, in some level, there must be, you know, administrators that, that facilitate some of the, that work yeah, in the IT. HR department, yeah. IT department, and then, and then they have the finance department and takes care of my expenses. And all I do is submit a report. It's easy. Like, I'm not the one that matching... Uh, my credit card bills with the receipts and then make sure that the report says the same thing and then get the bank to pay me. So all I do is just, where's the report? Pay me, please. So very different, like like the HR, like I don't have to worry about my RRSP being paid to my benefits and it's all taken care of. It's like all I do is I focus on my task and my work. And as long as I do that right, and I get a promotion or, or a raise, and you don't, you don't get the luxury of, okay, I do my work really well, I take care of everything, I get a raise. No, it doesn't work that way. And and to me, it it's so hard. I can, it's just like, well, I my dad was an entrepreneur and. To me, it's just so hard to, I, I'm not the material 
it's not me to bring like have the mentality to bring the whole team together to bring up the whole team and worry about and and to take care of their personal development and all and in, on top of your own business growth so i have to say all the entrepreneur out there thank you for what you're doing because obviously apple doesn't start as big company as this now they start with one one person's idea and then kudos to those people and same thing kudos to you it doesn't matter big or small business it's just amazing how much stress you guys are willing to tolerate it's kind of like a it's sadistic it's sadistic <laughs> it's, it's, i mean there's nothing else i can say about it i mean I, I did a presentation this morning and and it's it's funny because you know i think everybody who is in there when I talked about having issues in the corporate world and not being able to fit in properly, it is exactly those reasons. It's we are sadistic to, to ourselves. We are like, you know, we are some of the hardest working people in the room, um, but we are also the, the same people who will be the first one to say, fuck you. Um, you know, if somebody who is, uh, you know, not appreciative of the effort that we put in. And I think that's, a real hallmark for for at least the the set of entrepreneurs that I I, I spend a lot of time with. Um, we don't necessarily fit the mold, and we're very alpha um, in in that sense. We can we can dominate a room whether we're extroverted or introverted, but we control our space very well. Um, so I'm going to close up this podcast. Thank you for filling in for for me as a as a guest today, and I'm hoping everybody who's listening <laughs> finds uh, this was uh, something that may be useful to you, uh, and that if you are you know struggling on how to you know maneuver your relationship and you know get context on you know how how that fits in in a life where you know either one is uh, a, a person who's in in the corporate world and then one is an entrepreneur or even both of them as entrepreneurs, there are lots of things that I think cross over, uh, especially in transparency. Um, and, and the ability to to find independence and be happy on your own because I don't think your happiness should depend on another person. I think that amplifies um, much much like I think people um, you know, uh, believe that their happiness is reliant on their spouse or partner. I, I don't think so. I think that happiness must come within for you to be truly happy and then when you're truly happy um, you're able to uh, push that energy outwards, and I think that's something special. Uh, one of the things I ask all of my podcast guests um, is if you were to uh, suggest a resource, something that somebody who is watching could look into, either whether it's something that affects your life deeply um, or something that you find really valuable that they can just kind of pursue, what would that be? So anything in particular? Is there a particular book, a particular author? Just something that has really made an impact on you so that somebody can say, hey, you know, I'm going to go pick up that book or that website. Or no, listen to the podcast, Dr. Mark Hyman. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Dr. Mark Hyman um, is, uh, I believe, it is the farmer's... Yeah. It's a... Pharmacy. The, far the pharmacy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the yeah. pharmacy podcast. Um it's a really great way to do um, a podcast related to health. And, you know, if you're into health, um, you're going to probably pursue that and then go down the rabbit hole just like Melanie did. Um, you know, and so again, thank you so much for joining me today. And, uh, you know, 
hopefully everybody has value out of it. And if you did, please feel free to subscribe, leave a comment below. Uh, and I look forward to <laughs> joining you in another podcast. We'll maybe explore something else next time. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Bye.